That's us going. That's us going. That's us going. Look, welcome back to another episode of the Muscle and Hustle. We are live from Marbella next week. Be probably Portugal. Uh, it's a hard life, Mickey, isn't it? But what here? Where are you right now? You're not at home. There's different quality of sound. Yeah, I am in Oma. I am in the big city of Oma, God's country, as they call it. Um, in some circles. Fuck, I don't know about that. Well, your circle, maybe. So I'm, uh, yeah, I'm down in Oma. I have a busy week of stuff, so it made better sense to me base myself down this side of the country rather than paying fucking millions of pounds of fuel weekly. Yeah, well, yeah. the way fucking things are going. Do you see that, the fact that, like, now I think is the first, technically we're already practically in a fucking recession, but do you see they're saying that, I didn't realise that a recession is, for anybody that doesn't understand this, I didn't until they were there. A recession is whenever the GDP drops for two quarters in a row. So that's what is that? What is GDP? It's like gross domestic something, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Drops like two, some, some, two in a row. Right. Yeah, it never drops two. If it drops two in a row, it's classified as a recession. We're definitely apparently getting categorized as it, but usually it dips like it dipped fucking loads there, and then usually it goes a wee tiny bit because it dipped so fucking much. So practically, that should actually help reset prices over the next while, which because people shit themselves about recessions. But it actually helps restore the economy well, to an extent. Well, that's kind of what recession is. Um, it's a, it, is it like it's a, it's a feel safe to restore, restore the, the reset. But if it's a real recession, that's the other point. Um, like a lot of people was watching a, I don't know, it was BBC or Channel Four. They were doing like a roundtable thing, and they were talking about the price of fuel. But the price of oil is still the same. But the price of fuel's got more. So oil per barrel is still the same price, but yet the fuel at the pumps is twice or three times the price. Which doesn't make sense. Which doesn't make sense. It would make sense if the if the price of oil was more expensive, which we're led to believe. But people that invest in, in commodities, invest in oil, knows that the price per barrel is still exactly the same. Um, but here, Depending now, too. Like, sure, what are you going to do? Just stop driving? You're fucked. Do you know what well, I mean? see that—that's—that's that's the thing, you know. They know, like I remember the price of fuel during uh, lockdown. It was fucking remember that? That was a joke. Like it was the day, it was way below a pound. But yeah, yeah absolutely nuts. It shows that you though. Is, but anyway, I don't, I don't know how we're rolling on that topic. That is life. That's life in general. Only nuts, nuts. Yeah, things are just getting cream crackers. But inflation usually is. This is what we we were talking about this the other day. Inflation, like usually, was for the last couple of years before COVID, was about three to five percent max, right? Yeah. Twenty nineteen wasn't too bad because although it's called COVID nineteen, it didn't really hit the world until twenty twenty. Twenty twenty, and I think twenty twenty was like eight percent. Last year was twelve percent inflation or something, and then this year's probably looking like the same with the fuel prices. So, say for example, over the last three years, it's been twenty five percent on out. Like say over the last, that means if you had a hundred, if you had ten grand in your bank account, it's actually only worth about seven and a half in today's money, even if you didn't spend yeah. it. If you had a hundred grand, that's seventy-five. If you had a million, that's seven hundred fifty grand. Like that shows you how much you actually have to be. Like it sounds odd, but it's like one of them things. If you had ten grand in the bank account and you didn't use it, now you're either waiting for a crash. But people think by waiting for the houses to crash, they're going to save money. But everything's only going to, even with a recession, even with things, it's only going to really get dear. Like the like for example, the OEA crash was massive, right? My mom and dad sold that house. I always use this example. They sold their first house. In '98 for forty six thousand, I bought it back in five years ago. The, what is that? Twenty seventeen for ninety nine or hundred grand. 
just because there's a recession didn't mean all of a sudden the house price bar dropped back down to where it was it still fucking doubled and that's with a recession yeah like yeah. If, if you put money in there's a book called bridgewater stock market or something i don't want to bore you to death but practically he said if you put 10 pound into an s p fund or any normal sort of stock top 500 from the first day say you just spread it out a, a pound each you put in the day the stock market opened and you had it today on average including all the crashes everything this book was written 2018 it would have went up about eight to ten percent on average per year including all the big massive drops if you just left it so it shows you that no matter what everything is constantly going up yeah yeah it's just well the money doesn't go down until you take it out same as crypto but even in terms of you haven't lost it until you take it out until you quit so if you put a million pound in at one stage it's up to a hundred million and then it drops to 30 million. It's still only a million pounds. Yes, lost of paper. Until you withdraw it. That's what, that's what, like a lot of people go into like things like, that, like crypto and NFTs and different stuff and then shit themselves. It's, but you it's should not, never invest uh, money you don't have. Well, that's it. They don't have it. But I think it's see when they like, see if you say put out a thousand pounds, it's a bit more no- normal, right? And then it goes up to like, say, six grand and you're all full of biz. You kind of start living off that six grand. Well, not living off it, but you live off like the idea that you have that money sit there. Yes. And then all of a sudden, next week, that six grand's worth fucking like, like half that. And then you start to freak out a bit. And then in your head, you go, you know what? I'm just going to take that out now because I don't want to lose anymore. But really, you're still winning because that six grand never existed. Oh. And that's where people fall into the fall into that the kind of mess of, of taking out and starting again whereas the the big boys or the people that really know what they're doing is like the oh, technically it's still only a thousand pound until it becomes physical or it's moved yeah, like, to your bank prime example this is i'm in like a private fund in dubai and it, you can see in real time how it's doing right and i remember the week i joined i put in like say let's just let's make it easy let's say like i put in 500 pound right and within three months, it was up to like 600 plus. And I was going fucking happy days. The day after three months hit, it dropped like 300 pound. And I was like, fuck me. You know, Jesus Christ, this is actually worse than what I did originally. And now if you look at it, it's up about 25% from where I initially, or sorry, 30% from where I initially went in, which would be 650, 700. So like, it shows you like, it's a case of like, as you said, it's a, it's a loss in paper, but this is the rule number one of investments for anybody listening that's getting involved in anything or, you never put money into something that you can't lose. Never, ever, ever. You need your your money for your your house, whatever it is, your necessities. If you put money into anything, property, stocks, you, you have to realize that it can it can just go. Do you know what I mean? Like, sure, how many people lost houses, your fortunes? So it's one of the things where when you put money into something, you can't put it in and go, this is going to be my safety. Yes, it, it will be your safety net, but with everything, there's a small amount of risk and it's knowing that. And that's where like, it, it for me personally, I will spread it so, like, I'll have someone a pension, someone a fund, someone property, someone a bank. Joe, even we small, and yes, that might not be what most people would say. A lot of people will lean into pensions and stuff, but it's one of the things where if you spread it and something goes tits up, you're yeah. all right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, that kind of that's kind of brings us into one of the questions we were hit by for last week's podcast, but we we're hit a day late with it. Uh, wrote in. Can you cover money saving tips and where to find ideas to start your own business online? That was like the, the guy sent it in like a couple of hours too late. <laughs> Just, um, but yeah, like money saving tips. There, it, it, it all depends. Like some people, 
like Tony, are you good at are you good at like saving if you need to be? Yeah. I'm I'm very money efficient, like very Yeah. So I would be I would go through I would go through stages of that. So sometimes I'm very efficient, other times I'm inefficient. Like I just but it's kind of maybe out of choice, you know, maybe um It's habits. Ah, uh, it's habits and, and oh if I want I have a habit of if I want something I'll just get it. Or I personally I, I set myself goals and if I hit the goal I will splurge a wee bit. But like tips for saving money is pretty, you know, you, they're, 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 there's a pretty basic tips for saving money is just don't do that. Don't do the the Joe. This is the one that pisses me off where people say stop buying coffee out. See stuff oh, like that. That to me fries me because people go, oh, it's two pound, three pound a cup of coffee. If you get a cup cup of coffee every day, that's ninety quid a month. That does make sense. Don't get me wrong, that's a thousand pound a year. But yeah. you saving three pound a day sounds great, but it's not. That's not where your your people will be like that adds up. For me, it's one of these things where that's the first thing you'll hear is like, right, stop eating out. And that will, don't get me wrong, if you want to save money, you will. But I came on my Instagram story the other week and said this, and I got fucking loads of stick for it probably about two months ago. And I goes, so for me, for prime example, I'll take you my exact wages. So in the fire service, I was getting 23 and a half grand for the first two years, and it goes up to 30 or something, right? If I want to buy a house, and it's my second house, I need 20 grand for a down payment and 100 grand house, right? Because it's second house, 20, 20% or so, whatever the fuck it is. Just for me to save 20 grand working in the fire service, I'd probably need three years and being really tight, really fucking yeah. tight living at home. The easiest way for me to get the 20 grand was not was to save a good bit of the fire service wage, but it was to get another job. As annoying and as shit as that sounds, it was to work more because if you make more, it's a lot fucking easier. Like so I worked with a coaching, I worked with the lifeguard over the beaches, and I think my wage went from say 23 to like 42 that year or something. Now, this is about fucking four or five years ago or say 45 or 50 grand whatever the fuck it was because i worked like flat out i think it probably made 50 maybe a bit more but then i say i spent like 15 or 16 right fire service wage over the year maybe 20 i saved the 30 in a year rather than three years do you know what i mean yeah but then it's the trade-off of do you want to do that so i say this to all my clients i'm like if i could go back i don't know if i would be arsed doing that because it is more work but the quickest way to make to save money is to make more like do you think people like Elon Musk are worried about how much he pays for a cup of coffee, or do you think he's worried about how he can solve the thing? So you're obviously thinking the right lines with the online business. So you probably heard me say this. For me, it's one of these things where you can literally do anything. If you do it well enough, it'll pay off. You could do supplements. You can do clothing. You can do fucking, you can drop ship from Amazon, buy cheap stuff and resell. For me, it's a case of you have to get good at something and you're going to be shit and make fuck all money for the first three, six, 12 20 months like i remember as i said everyone whenever i was coaching coach the first six months for free second six months my coaching career was a tenner a week the second year was 20 quid a week third year was 30 quid a week and then it's only really built up now and people are going fuck he's living the life more by he's traveling to buy his business there the first two years of coaching i would say i probably made under 15 grand like do you know what i mean 20 yeah. grand i'd say the first year yeah. i made fuck all i'd say i made under three grand second year maybe like 20 or i think 20. i think a big big thing with saving too is is understanding your spending yeah yeah it is it's a mix so it's a definitely... people, like they don't like i know like i see them and fools all the time you know if you buy a large coffee and starbucks every day for a year it does like, add up don't get me wrong but it does add up but also that's a wee bit of a life that you have a lot of people can get into this saving habit where they have no life whatsoever like they, they're just they, they disappear off the face of earth they're just work 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 save 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 that's why i was that's okay if that's your style but it's not good for the head 
it's not good for the head, but I think also like life is worth living, and I think you know that's it's just Thank not you. like there's there's a reason a lot of people came out of COVID a lot more rich than when they went in. You know what I mean? A lot of people that were working full time all through lockdowns made a lot of money over. over I've never been busier. I was never busier than the end of lockdown with inquiries. The middle, middle. Yeah. Like if it happened March, I mean, I never got more people messaging me just before, just before probably the end of summer, in around when the gyms were sort of talk. Even without that, it was just the fact people had more money and more time. And yeah, and I know boys have worked double. Like I know fellas that their their industry collapsed. So they took on like delivering jobs, but they took on like two, and they yeah, were coming out. I did nothing to do, and they needed it as an excuse to get out of the house because they were like, "I'm not being stuck in that house, and I know how, I'm not going for my one walk a week or one walk a day." And they were doing like double jobs, and they were saying to me they were coming home with like well over a grand a week, and they just had nowhere to spend it. And then as soon as lockdown lifted, then they just went. They just went to town, but that that just kind of shows that it technically. It was the same sort of thing. They kind of were, were locked away and just save, save, save. But I think it's just knowing your outgoings and knowing your incomings. Doing them like that. Knowing all the, all the like, subscriptions you have, your Disney Pluses, your Amazons, your Netflix, all the way. There's a reason they, they're kept pretty cheap because you can forget about the six ninety nine a month. Oh, my God. So much. Like if you add up all your direct debits, right? Add up your phone bill, your Spotify, your Netflix... Your, if you've got Disney or Amazon Prime as well, like all of a sudden you're up to like 50, 60 quid. And yeah. yes, the co- if you do that, you add up the coffee, stuff like that does make sense. And I'm not saying that the coffee idea is terrible. It's not like for the, sac- for the fact of if you go out every day and you get that, but then you bring your coffee to work or even if you bring your lunch to work instead of buying it out. They, them small things do add up. They make a massive difference. But with the one thing you need to be careful of is when you do that, the money at the end of the week needs to go into my opinion. The main saving thing you need to be doing is you need to have more than one or two bank accounts. You need to have multiples. Yeah. I think yeah. that's key. So I have a coaching bank account. I had a fire service bank account. I had a house saving bank account. You just open them up. They're just personal accounts. I had one for each individual thing. So like, for example, whenever I was see it, whenever I was uh, got buying my dad car, the way I worked it was, I didn't just go, I'm just taking this big massive lump out. I goes for a year. I'm going to put X amount in every day or sorry, not every day, every month. I'm just going to put that amount in every month and then leave it. And then at the end of the 12 months, you've got it there separate. Whereas if you save money cooking lunch and then you're tapping your card out for a meal at the weekend or drinks because you've, you've not had out all week and then you go out for a massive meal at the weekend, you, you your math is off. 90% of people that don't do well with money is because they're not tracking it. It's like anything. The more you measure, the more you manage. And yes, it's boring as fuck to calculate it. But if you can really top up even in a day where money is going over one week, you can then cut, multiply that by how many times, and then you'll know. But I think, as you said, it's it's knowing what's going in, what's going out. And it, for the online side of things, in my opinion, it does seem like a holy grail where people are going, holy fuck. But you just need to remember that there's that initial time period where you're going to make fuck all and have to give a lot of effort. It's like me, Sean Fitness on last week, like the fact that he was doing content for two full years to get to 5K, like not a penny being made. Like, do you know, that's where you have to weigh up like, am I willing to do that or am I just wanting money now, now, now? Because if you do, you're not going to get it. You have to be in for the grind and that's the shit thing. But the thing is, the sooner you start, the sooner you get there. And the thing is, it kicks off way quicker. Some people get it overnight. Some people, it takes five years. It really doesn't click for everybody straight away, in my opinion. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that is the thing. Like some people, but then some people see stuff as overnight as well. That's not overnight. Oh, prime example is me. Like all the time, I get it all the fucking time. Even with physical. People just go, oh, like, I wish I had your metabolism. I'm like, mate, I used to have tits. 
I used to be skinny as fuck at one stage. I used to have tits. I used to be afraid to change in the PE change rooms. I only done two classes of PE. People were like, oh, I wish I was just into sports. I done four PE classes in four years, three years, and my mom had a parent-teacher meeting because of it. And it was like, your son's not done any PE in like three, two years. And it was because I won, won whatever way it felt. I was conscious about the way I looked. I didn't enjoy PE. It was always the same fucking thing. And it was one of the things where... Like if you, people assume that you are just built like that because that's the way you are, like they assume that you just came out of the womb spinning fucking DJ decks. Do you know what I mean? That's not how it happened. Yeah, no, it took me a couple of weeks. Eh? Uh, yeah, from three years old to four. Fuck me, Mickey. There's some tunes you're dropping. The sick beats just dropping mad bangers. Nice. While um, watching fucking Rugrats on Tele. Tommy Pickles. You tell me, are you and him have the same haircut now? I was going to say, you look like him 100%. I look you, like I'm Tommy. You can be Chucky. Uh, I look like Chucky. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me. Um, but there is also apps. There's some real cool apps now that are good for saving. Just, um, just like being money conscious as well. Do you know what yeah, I, mean? I think I think that's what the app does. It, it helps you be conscious. Yeah, like, of what you're spending. And, but it's balanced. Like if you if you if you go one if you go it's like it's, it's sort of like diet. And if you go hard one way, you'll probably end up crashing and if you go hard the other yeah. way you'll never save a penny so if you eat too much you'll not get your goals and yeah, if, if you, you go too hardcore you'll probably end up going off the rails hating your life and fucking shite yeah like i said to people when they come to me about that i'm like if i could go back and talk to myself i would probably say enjoy life a little bit more and save a little bit less to start but then it's nice now because i've got all that freedom with the property and stuff because i saved so quickly for it so i believe it's like everything and we, we say this all the time in the podcast it's a case of life is always a case of short-term pain long-term gain or Joe, the exact opposite really when we break it down so short-term pain long-term gain or short-term gain but long-term pain so you can have the the joy of Joe spending your money now buying whatever the fuck you want but then you've got the long-term pain of like oh fuck i have no savings i have no investments versus if like you save like fuck you it's annoying as fuck at the start and you're working like fuck but then the beauty is like for example with me i can now dial back and take a lot of that time back so i just feel like it's an exchange of time so for me, yeah. it was a case I gave a lot up front with saving versus now, like I could go out for lunch every single day and it wouldn't sweat me out here or dinner versus I couldn't, I couldn't have even afforded that four or five years ago. So it's just that, yeah, you're like, it's the same with takeaways, like one takeaway a week, no sweat, but the short term gain of like you having takeaway three nights a week because you can't be arse cooking is going to give you long term pain of being fat and then it's going to fry your head. But doing it the odd time is not going to do no harm or doing it in moderation. It's, it's bad for you, for every single individual we're not going to know what's right you have to balance it yourself it's like somebody wrote in my q a earlier i thought it was a good question thoughts and opinions on moving out of small town in australia like straight away everybody's like yeah move 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 and i was like nobody is going to know what's right for you but you and the thing is people need to remember that don't put me you fucking the man on the moon anybody on a pedestal nobody's going to know what's better for you than you yes advice helps but deep down you're going to know what you want to do and if you're just looking that nudge it's like Make a decision within the next five minutes. Flip a coin. Whenever you flip the coin mid-air, you'll know what you want because if it lands on the other side, you're disappointed. Do what you're going to do anyway. Don't listen to the coin. I always you know, used to that. that, that like, that's, yeah, that's exactly it. Do what you want to do. You'll know as soon as you flip the coin what when you're going, oh, hope it's head, you're like, right, there's your answer. Yeah, exactly. I used to do that all the time. Like me, me and the boys were deciding like on food the other day, and I was like, right, let's flip a coin. And straight away, Casey was like, Oh, I want it to be type huh? And I was like, there's your answer. That's all we need. We just need somebody to go. I hope it lands. And that's it. Because we were undecisive. So boom, there's job done. Move. Versus yeah. indecision is just a fucking wank fest. It's just a complete waste. It's it's a complete waste of energy. Like 
I was talking with my mindset coach the other week uh, about this, and it was like indecision is just killing your bandwidth. So like you've only it's not time management that kills people a lot of time. It's energy management. Whenever you break it down, it's that they prioritize low. They're doing low priority tasks like. Will I go to this restaurant? Will I go to that one? Will I cook this for lunch? Will I do that? Will I save money? Will I... Indecision drains your energy and kills your bandwidth. And then you have no actual energy to do anything you need. So it's a case of make the decision, get moving. If it's wrong, it's wrong. Who gives a fuck? But at least you've made one, you moved. Whereas indecision just drains you and you've only so much energy in the day. Yeah, that's it. I, if you think of it like your like your phone battery, you've only so Bingo. many. And the difference is you can't just plug yourself in. Yeah, like my mindset coach says, like there's ED tasks and ER tasks. So say you wake up and you have 100% of your batteries doing work, uh, doing anything stressful, anything that takes energy that you're like, that's a task. It, it, that drains you down 10, 20, 30%. And people tend to go from 100 the whole way down to zero before they charge themselves. That's why regular breaks, like that's why in school, you usually get a short break and then a lunch break. You don't just drill nine to two. Nine to two. They give you yeah, breaks. Yeah. It's not because... They're like, oh, we want to keep these kids in school long. It's because it's actually better to learn if you take fucking breaks. Uh, yeah, we many re- many resets, many resets, recharge, get up and move. Yeah, like in the morning with my productivity, I'll get up out here. I'll get up at seven, right? And I'll do a hard fucking block till about nine or half nine, right? A good two hour block, and then I'll start doing like thirty minute breaks followed by an hour work. And I'll repeat yeah. that. And people will be like, oh, but fuck me, you'll be working all day. But I'll, my R will be so much more consistent. And it's a case of you just need to manage your energy, even if it's 20 minutes off. But the problem is people don't do ER. ER tasks called energy rejuvenation. So like, if you drain yourself, taking a break and scrolling on your phone is not going to rejuvenate your energy. Taking a walk, getting a cup of coffee, turning your phone off, going outside, that then brings you energy. It's like, do you ever feel like shit and you're lying on the couch wrecked? And then you go out for a walk and then you're just like, fuck, I feel great. Like, you just feel better. Yeah, yeah, you get the energized. There's there's certain there's certain tasks you do that will re-energize your body because your yeah, body does when your body does like sit down or you get on the sofa, your body's like it it down regulates. Hundred percent. Your head down regulates. Everything down regulates, and then then when you go to do someone say you have to say someone rings you go oh man I need you to do this for me or whatever a bit of paperwork and you're like fuck and you're looking at it going where do I even you know. Yeah, you're like hazy, you're foggy. So that's why, like, certain environments don't take. That's why a lot of people in different environments, you know, don't do as well. Like a lot of people struggled with home, home office because they, like, they didn't have proper seat or proper desk. They were sitting on the sofa instead 100%. of like being at a being at an actual formal desk and a formal like a pretty formal setting at home. Because they had the you no know, routine is routine is the is the key to both things. Like it doesn't matter, you know what you do. There's a reason you get yep. you, you know you get your kids into a routine as early as possible. When you get a new pet, you get them into a routine. You know, you train them into a routine because you no know, people do need habits and routine. Like some if you think about your friends, everybody's got this loose friend who has no routine. Yeah, like and the it's one always... person you can think about in your head and go. Fuck, he's nuts. And if you think about it, he has zero routine. It's just wing, wing, wings, everything in life. Gets up when he wants to go to, uh, goes to bed at three or four in the morning after watching Netflix all night, and just gets up and does what he wants, or he or she does what they want. And you, nine times out of ten, they'll be a lot looser than other people. Yeah, Joe, what it is too. I think the one of the main things I I definitely picked up on is people be like oh they're just like that. They're not. They've they've let bad habits creep in because yeah. see if you don't pick good habits. 
you get bad ones. It's like oh, yeah. prime example is like if you quit smoking, when my ones quit smoking, instead of replacing it with a good habit, they're replaced with eating. Yeah, most so, people do that with smoking, but or you see that the other people who replace it with like cycling and they turn into like a fitness nut. Uh, it's one of the things where if you don't pick your habits, you'll pick them up by accident. Like you'll pick them up by environment. You can blame everybody else if you want, but that's not right. Like it's all down to you. Because people will turn around and be like, oh, do you know, my ones eat takeaway every night. My ones get a Chinese every single Sunday. It does not mean I have to get a Chinese every Sunday. I'll just cook dinner and sit beside them if I want it, or I'll get a Chinese. I pick based off what I want, not what other people. That's yeah. really embarrassing whenever people go, oh, but my family do this or that. You can still make a decision for your fucking self. Like your family doesn't turn around and go, right, you're not, that's you, you're disowned. It's different if you you balance the social occasions. But for me, it's one of them things where if you, it, the James Clear thing's very good. I like Atomic Habits. I do feel like it's a wee bit fucking played out now and every fucking coach is, is playing it. It's about four or five years old now. But it's one of them things where you, you pick good habits and then you build your habits and your, ha- or sorry, you build your habits and then they build your body and your mind. So whether they're negative or not, you've let them seep in, whether it's negative thinking, whether it's Joe per eating habits, whether it's per sleep routine, you can turn around and go, oh, I'm a night person. You're not a night person. That's something you've developed over time. Nobody wakes up and yeah, well, is born and God. Unless, like, you do work at night. <laughs> yeah, oh, know? yeah, well, you're, 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 yeah, but that's just your career. That's your habits. Uh, that's your life. Like my, like for me, I am more creative between the hours of, say, 11 and 3 in the morning because that's when I'm mostly be DJing. Yes, so that's when you're working, but that's all. But you've also you've also trained your body into that. Yeah. Like when I came yeah, back exactly. after lockdown, because I had I had a good routine over lockdown. When I came back after lockdown, I had to retrain my body to 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 be alive at midnight <laughs> instead yeah, of being a tired right? tired fella DJ. And then I, for the first while it was tough, like, and now it's I'm back at. But I've also kept a wee bit of my routine where as soon as I get home, I can sleep pretty quickly. Yeah, which is key. See, I the, when I said the night thing, I more so talking about, it, and I would have been guilty of this, especially years ago, right? Oh fuck, it's ten o'clock, right? Into bed, fucking watch a movie and fucking a whack episodes, and all of a sudden it's two a.m. and you just, and then you're going, oh, I'm just a nighttime person, I can't sleep. No, you just didn't fucking put, you haven't put in the you shift for you a think, couple. Uh, you weeks. didn't give yourself a chance. Yeah, and then the thing is, people be like, oh, well, like I'm just in that routine now, and it's hard to break. And then, do you, I'm a night person. That if you stay long enough, like I used to be a prime example of someone who used to stay up all night, fucking watch movies, call of duty, you name it, two, three in the morning, roll out of bed, knackered for work, or roll out of bed, 10 a.m. on my days off, 11 a.m., 12, noon, whatever the fuck. And all that you do is you just have to start dying on that back slowly. It sucks. The first couple of nights is shit, but you slowly develop that habit. It's like over here, we moved apartment. And the first thing I said was, I was getting up about half seven. I was like, I'm going to start getting up at half six. As soon as you move it, you don't have to wait for the change. I was like, great, right, now is the perfect time because if I don't build a good habit here straight away, it'll be bad. So it's one of the ones where I feel like you you pick your habits. You if Whoever you pick them subconsciously or consciously, you pick them and then they build you as an individual. So whether it's good or bad, I love that though because that's something I wish I knew because the main problem with anything is I used to be like this and I don't know if you were, the the I didn't pick this it, it, victim mentality. Like it's not my responsibility. Uh, Whereas once you take this responsibility for everything, you realize, ah, oh, shit, this is all of me. But the beauty about that is then you have the power to change absolutely everything, your relationship, your family life, your body, your mind, your business, yeah. your job. Like Extreme that, ownership. Extreme ownership is number one. That was, I think that was probably the very second or third podcast we'd done. Yeah, uh, it, it probably was, wasn't it? I? 
it was like the first thing me and you were like that is so important but we absolutely would have butchered that so please don't listen to that that'd be embarrassing I go back and listen to no (laughs) probably 98 ratings say Near near the triple fucking digits, baby. So whoever's uh, number hundred, let us know. We will appreciate that more than life itself. Well, There's what do you think our first? What was our first podcast called? The being the MVP of isolation. You're right. And second one was it Myler? Porn. <laughs> Third Arch. one was Myler. Fourth one Jamie. Thomas Ma. Big tits. We probably had more guests on the first ten episodes. Than we've had the entire time since. Yeah, probably. I Paul Hughes. Fuck me, that feels like yesterday we had Paul Hughes on. Fucking Paul Hughes, boy. Paul Hughes should have been fighting this weekend, but injury, 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 injury. Um, the other part of his question was about uh, starting an online business, ideas and tips to get ideas. Well, so, I would say from, from the see from that question, seems like you don't know what kind of business you want to do. You need to find a business that you're actually going to be invested in that's not just financially, but that you actually like doing it. Or Because if you don't like doing it, when the going gets a wee bit tough, you'll just stop. You'll just stop. And, and, that's, and, that's, and there's nothing wrong with that. Because like, you have to like what you do. And I think more so now where people people have a bit more get up and go and they realize that maybe their jobs like pre, pre-COVID and all this here, you know, a lot of people change jobs because they realize, fuck, I really hated that job. So now more than ever, if you don't like what you're doing, um, or if you don't, if you're going to start your own business and it's not a passion, something you're passionate about, just don't do it. I love yeah. coaching and I find it tough at times, like really tough, like t- times where I'm like, I don't know if this is for me. That and that's whenever somebody like if you click on my page, like coaching is probably one of my favorite things in the world to do. No matter how much you love it. You yeah, will hit it at time periods, and the thing is, oh, either, but there, that's that, that's always the trade off. But if it's something that you really you love, act, you, yeah, you know, you don't actually like it all, you're just like, you know what, um, I'm gonna get into drop shipping on Amazon, and every day you do it, you're like, this is the most boring push I've ever did. Yeah, it doesn't matter the amount of money you make when see when you start having a couple of like bad weeks in a row. Emotionally oh, bad, not quick. just financially bad. You'll just go, you know what? Fuck this. Like, I'm not. I'm just not doing this anymore. I'm just not doing it. And that's where I think <clears throat> the one thing that's good that's come out of the last few years is people now are doing a lot more stuff for themselves. They're thinking out of the box. You know, like all these, like the joke going around when you see a horse trailer now. You're like, what the fuck's there a horse doing in the coffee trailer? Yeah, and then even you know, the stuff where people, people were like, gonna... people, everybody found what they were passionate about and just did it. Even like, the fact like, of pages uh, of the hikes. What's that? The pages where the people were going on fucking hikes and now they're turning into like charity walks and hikes and then they're building their Instagram. Yeah, yeah as you said, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but there's so many avenues. Oh, here. yeah, like a lot of people like just realized that their calling in life wasn't working for the government doing stuff or working for the council or the government. They weren't like now, like a lot of chefs. Just segment. You know what? No, I'm not putting myself through this, this stress morning, noon, and night for this job. Now, are they super passionate about food? Yeah, they are, but they're not super passionate about being on the brink of a stroke seven yeah. days a week. <laughs> so now, like, if you notice, nobody can get chefs now. Chefing is probably one of the main jobs, hospitality business in general, high stressful environment. 
shitty earth pays good enough Tough. for certain roles, right? Tough environment. Nobody wants to work in that environment anymore. No, it's too. It's excellent. I could never do it. Like I think it's people realize. People just realize that there's more to life, and I think that's one of the one of the key things. Like there's more to life. Like if you want to start your own business, if you want to like even if you're going to do a side project, another revenue stream, if you want to do it, find something you really love and research the absolute balls. Like, like I, I think was it's at a, case I was of... at a wellness event on Sunday and there was a girl who said that she wanted to get into life coaching. And they were talking about different courses and everything. And the, the lady, the life coach girl said, you know what? She goes, the f- I'm not going to tell you how to do it because the fun is in the research because there's so many people charlatans doing it out there that you'll you have to recognize them and recognize you know the, the fun is in finding the real qualifications and the real people so that is part of your journey to go and do that i could tell you exactly where to go and I where think... to get the, the right stuff but that is also part when you're when you're launching a business the fun is in the exploration of where you're going to go yeah the where, journey. Where f- finding the product like you like like when you were getting into the coaching, online coaching really didn't really exist. Like even when I was training you, Tony, people were like, oh, so you don't actually meet this boy. <laughs> yeah, I was doing all through Facebook Messenger. Like, so like there was no systems. Like I was I was replying to people over Facebook because there was no like, I don't even know if I was WhatsApping people back then. It was seven years ago, I think probably I was coaching I people. You, I think you were WhatsApping me. Well, my was the seven years ago, you WhatsApping was... me. But you were like, you were sending me like, like, like a contract thing to sign and then send you the thing back. And I'm like, does this man not know like uh, Adobe Sign or Sign Now or? Yeah, exactly. Like Word documents, you had to fucking print off and mess, uh, mess. I, I had to print them off in the hot thing. What, what I was going to say is, do you know what's fu- that's fucking nuts? But it shows you though as well. One thing I would say is though, if you know that you want a certain type of business, and this is not me, this is me being straight. The quickest way you can get there as well is, as much as that person is, go to whoever's doing what you want to do. And pay them over the top to teach you because, like for example, see when somebody come, see whenever I used to get coaches that come to me and they go on coached, they, I go yeah absolutely. And then if they ask me uh, the odd wee question about how to get results, like no sweat, but I just turn around and I be like, do you know what I've done with every coach I went to? I've went right. Here's how much it is for coaching. How much is it so that I can ask you anything about anything? And they'll usually go, uh, and they'll, they'll sometimes they'll say no. Majority will turn around and go, it'll be this much extra, and then you get so much more do you know what I mean like well, I've had people yeah. come on and you're paying for the recipe book you're literally paying for instructions their mistakes it is more expensive but you'll always get forever like it's like if somebody came to you and goes right I want to be a really good deal you, and you're right dead on but they're willing to pay you really well for it you will put money and time into them because when they give you money that's what you you your value is worth and it shows they value you and then you give them it's like when people message me business questions randomly or property questions like, yes, I'll give you a little bit of help, but you're not going to get the, the gold. Like, the gold doesn't come from just like that. And that's just me being blunt. It comes from like the yeah. fact that I've been in a property mentorship. I had to pay for it. And then that's filtered down. And yes, I can teach you bits and pieces, but I'm not going to put in the time to try and explain to you about fucking yield calculations and fucking yeah. how I pick a house because it's not worth my time. And that's it's, it's one of these things that me and Sean were saying to you last week. It's all about value exchange. So if you don't have the value to exchange with somebody, so like prime example is like Fitness was saying, he's giving me a hand with content. I'm giving a hand with systems and business. But if you don't have something to give, and this sounds terrible in that field, you'd yeah, give money. Yeah. You give money. That's that's what I had to do with yeah, my mentorships yeah. at the start. I had to turn around and fork out a couple of grand. And it was shit. 
But the thing is, you're exchanging your time in a different area. You're working for that money to give it to them. So it's all, it's all, that's how life works. It's, but it's one of the things where you can figure it out all yourself. There's no issue with that. But I sometimes find going, right, who's doing what I really want to do? Because that's what I did. I was like, who is doing that are like yeah. the best around, right? I'm going to fucking hire them and ask them to teach me. And usually nine times out of 10, they will. They will. I was going to say they will. If they really are the best, like, so you can look at a company and go, they're killing it. Me and Tony could look at it and go, I don't know if they, we're, we're pretty sharp. We go, no, it's a wee bit of smoke and mirrors, right? Yeah, you'll person, know when you go. The person that you ask, if they say no, the reason they're probably saying no is they're not confident in their own business. And they're like, he could take everything 100%. from me. See the guys that are killing it. They are that confident. They're like, yes, get you on my level. Like I know Gary, who's been on the podcast, who owns Slim's, owns loads of coffee shops. If you if someone went to Gary and goes, right, Gary, getting in the hospitality business, will you give me a hand? Gary will go, not a problem. He'll, yeah. he'll probably charge. He probably charge. He will charge, but he will not. Like he's Gary's done it the hard way. He's done it his way. When Gary first opened that place, he didn't have a fucking clue, like not a clue about anything, and he learned everything himself and learned it from other people. And that, but he is ultra confident, like oozes confidence. Yeah. But you might knows that his business is his business, so he w- loves to see other people do it. You'll get other boys that are like. Oh no! Don't be helping them. Don't be helping them. The guy get up with DJ all the time. The guy would help a young guy get him a good gig, and I had a voice come up to me going, "Why are you helping him out? He's going to take our gigs." Yeah, see, that's low level thinking. That's like thinking every yeah. competition when they're not. Because for all you know, prime ex- prime example of this is when Casey joined me. Casey had fifteen thousand Instagram followers, right? And he joined me, and he was asking me business questions to start. And I met him in person. We went through things. And now, whenever he's fucking smashing it, 200,000 followers on Instagram, he has no problem turning around and giving me a tag. No problem saying thank you. Do you know what I mean? Like, because I've put effort. There's not, we're not competition. We're all friends. We're all doing well. If you're good at what you do, you shouldn't feel pressure. And the thing is, it's one of the things where if you don't do that and that person does well, they're also going to go, you're a belly and you get nothing out of it as well. So it's one of the things where it makes no sense. And as you said, smoke and mirror, see a real person that's smashing it. They don't look at you like your competition because they're doing that well. It's like whenever I get coaches joining the mentorship now, I don't turn around and be like, oh, these are all competition for me. That's not how that works. That doesn't no. make any sense. That's how I used to think, though, and that is lower level thing. Just as you said, whenever I couldn't take people on for the mentorship about three years ago, it wasn't because I couldn't do it. It's because I wasn't confident. Yeah, that's it. It's, it's the confident factor, and it's also <clears throat> you, you're confident in not just your business but your ability. But when you get to a certain point of confidence and a certain point in business where you're happy with where you are, you're like, you know what? I want more people. I want more people to come where I am, you know, to get to my level. And that's, uh, that's, like, I, that's where the, that's a real, that's where the, the real, the real stuff comes. You can you get boys that do, do them like business courses and stuff. And they don't give you, as you said, the secret sauce. Oh, they fuck all. You, they, they give you the fucking, uh, What's the, the stuff they give, you, they, they give you the fucking the the wee small stuff and then expect you to all oh, you boys aren't putting in the effort and doing this and doing that and you're like well you're not actually you're more just talking you're not actually giving people the yeah. physical foundations of how to grow a business and that's where you can call you can spot the wee scam ones a mile off and then you can 100%. spot the boys that actually like boys like yourself and even Phil to a certain level even though I'm not a big fan of Phil. He has helped so many businesses, like, and that's you know, his strike rate is you know, he can't be frowned upon. He's fucking, yeah, knows what he's everything, though, 
get what you pay for. And I feel like even as you said with Gary and Slims, like I feel like, for example, if you were to pay him, say, five grand for learning, you will see if you're trying to launch a business. 30, 40, 50, oh, the next six, 10 years, because like he could have missed, he could go to you, look, this is my bean counter. This is who the account is. They're the best for hospitality. That, that contact alone can save you five grand over the next five years. And it's one of the things where you don't yeah. see that yeah. now, but then you wonder why your wealth is built and why your freedom is built. And, but it, like, that's obviously a lot of it. Fuck that. That podcast was completely business. What are we, the 40 minutes in? Yeah, well, that, well, that, I think I think that's a lot of people like that sort of podcast. But uh, like, if you were gonna, like, for instance, just a quick rundown. If I was going to get into the cloven shit, I would go straight to John Neal or Shawnee Murphy from We Are Move. Yeah, if I was 100%. getting into coaching, I'd be going straight to Tony. If I was going to be getting into DJ, and you go to you, but it's one of the things. Yeah, would go to me, and then they're like, you find the people that are doing hospitality, get slims. I saw hospitality, Gary. My first point of call. Um, if I was getting into like there's there is there's so many good people out there that are willing to help, but them boys may not have thought about you know doing it. Mentorship, so don't yeah. Be afraid, don't be afraid to ask someone because just because they're not doing it doesn't mean that they're not willing to do it. Like that's that's the same with same with the property. Like I had somebody message me, but like any chance I can I can pick your brain about property? Nah, see you later. Somebody wrote to me and goes, any chance I could pick your brain about property and hop on a call, I will be willing to pay whatever you want. And then I mean, initially I'm like, I don't need money, but that's a much better. Whereas if you contact somebody like, as you're saying, they're a coffee shop owner and you go, look, thinking of setting up a coffee shop, I live this far away from you in Oman, you're in Belfast. I'd pay you for your time. Is there any chance that we could swing anything and I'll pay you extremely well? That person's going to turn around and go, well, that's an, that's a one. He thinks I'm doing well Two, I'm also paying. Now, not everybody's going to say, yeah, but it's where you swap three times, somebody's going to go fuck it. Yeah, 100%. They'll also see, they'll also go turn around, see stuff like that as well. Like, where, like, say, you turn contact Shawnee about clothes, and he goes, Right, well, fuck Tony's launching his own gym line. Fuck that's competition. Or Shawnee could go, Fuck, do you know what? Give me 25% of the business and I'll do the ship and blah, blah, blah. And then, boom, you've made him money, user together. He's giving you the invite. Do you know what I mean? That's where stuff yeah. like that builds really quickly. Well, that, so, well, that's what Chris, Christian Guzman does, does for like. Max Tuning and Shorley, and they, they grew their own brands together for like massive brands, but athletes already had the foundations. So he was like, instead of all of us, you going to build your own thing, let me, I, I can do the back end of it for you. Yeah, which is exactly the hard, it's probably the hardest yeah, part. The, the shipping and merchandising, but our internet's starting to get a wee bit bad here, guys. The I was going to say, caller, caller, caller. The Mighty Oma and the Costadel Saul. But yeah. We're gonna wrap got a five up. and a half hour drive, so you might roll her up five and a half hours tomorrow. The next day, Dave, I'll be there to see the fam. Going to see the fam in Albufeira. Albufeira, good man. Portuguese, the Portuguese kid. Uh, but yeah, keep rating keep rating and reviewing the podcast. Want to get the hundred? Want to get the hundred reviews for next week? So if you yeah, because well, yet, get on to Spotify, drop it a review, and give it a share in your stories. Please, and then like, if please. we get if we get the hundred. Tony will fuck off. I uh, Tony will quit forever coaching and everything. He'll delete us. I think you're gonna say rent any house you want. Uh, right, <laughs> no, that is. We, we found out he doesn't rent. He he would just refuses to do that for people. I would say send you a bag of coffee, Mickey would, but it'd probably take about four years. The podcast will be done. I'll be in the grave. Uh, uh, on that bombshell, I always say that like it's top tier. Hopefully, hopefully the the hopefully the the quality isn't too bad it shouldn't be too bad anyway and um, but we'll we'll fix it up as best we can 
Thank so you very much for enjoy listening. Enjoy your week and we'll, we'll touch in next week. And any questions you have, don't wait for the question box to come up. Just hit us up on the either Insta Tony's page. Instagram, my Instagram, or the or the actual muscle. Go the podcast Instagram. Instagram. My Instagram is fucking bananas at the moment. Ugh, yeah, yeah. That's their popular, eh? I got fucking 260,000 views in that bench press video. People message me fucking every question on the Sunday. I can't cope. No rap. Everybody just a thousand comments and no rap. No rap. Half reps. Half reps. <laughs> Big wins. Right. Thank you very much right. for listening. Have See a good one. Later.